Welcome to episode 61 of Checking the Gate podcast. I'm Robert Wright Stasco. And I am Michael M. Patty. And today we are looking at The Shack. Uh, it's, this movie's been out for a few years, but we're finally turning our attention to it. And in TV Corner, we're going to be examining the Father Brown mysteries and uh, touching on other shows yeah, of this, its ilk. This this is we're calling this. Well, I'm calling this the tropes episode. <laughs> we picked a representative sample of two common themes. Um, anybody who's listened to every one of these that we've done, which I think is just limited to you and I, Robert. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, a while back, we've done a couple uh, what we call roundup episodes where we've taken a theme or just a couple movies at a time. Instead of doing that, we took one from each theme. So the the movie theme that from the shack uh, was movies where people meet God. <laughs> and the the ones that I could come up with uh, off the top of my head with the bare minimum of googling were this film. Uh, an interview with God, starring David Strathairn and the guy who plays Robin on the Titans show. Yeah, we um, were looking at doing that in one of our other roundups, and that, yeah, it didn't make the cut. We would have had to pay for it, and it didn't look good enough to spend <laughs> yeah. money on. Um, and I'd actually heard of The Shack, and not this movie before. Yeah, yeah. so we didn't do it. Uh, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty, uh, which both have Morgan Freeman as God, yes. and then. All three George Burns Oh God movies, which we did we did Oh God one, yeah. a while back. And then for Father Brown, it's as I think Robert already said, uh T V shows with crime solving clergy. Which, which is a thing. You wouldn't uh, think it's a thing, but it really is. Uh yeah. Uh so I wrote down Father Brown, which is what we're talking about today. Father Dowling, the classic with Tom Bosley and Tracy Nelson. Which I used to see, my grandparents liked Father Dowling, so I saw a bunch of Father Dowling when I was like 11. Uh, Cadfail? Yeah, Cadfile. Thank you. Cadfile. Uh, and Grant Chester, both of which are British shows. Yeah, Cadfile Cadfile stars Derek Jacobi. Yeah, and that as, takes place in the Middle Ages. Yes, he's a monk, and it was pretty interesting. I think that was like late 80s, early 90s. And the Grand Chester, I know my wife has watched because her favorite thing to watch is a British show where uh, people get murdered and other people try and find out what they were. And I, I've discovered this subgenre through my wife's uh, watching of uh, BritBox TV. So yeah, uh, um, yeah, Grand Chester takes place in the 50s, about the same time as Father Brown. Actually. Yes, yes, that's right. I did see a couple of those. Yeah. I don't know if that's based on, like, Father Brown is based on... Uh, a series of books. Thank yeah. you. Um, the Grandchester is different. I think it might be, I don't know if it's based on anything. A lot of these uh, murder shows are, that, that's what my wife calls them, her murder shows. You know, some people like soap operas, she likes the murder shows. <laughs> well, it's the, it's also, like, the the solving of the mysteries. And, and we've gotten better at it. Not so much as we're good crime fighters, is that we watch TV and we know how TV works. So. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <clears throat> we'll talk more about that when we get to TV Corner. <laughs> okay, let's, so let's turn uh, our attention back back to the shack now. Back to the shack. Uh, this one stars Sam Worthington and Rada Mitchell as the wife. I don't remember her name. Oh yes, she was in Pitch Black. That's where I saw her from. 
Yes, Pitch Black with my just, favorite guilty just pleasure. Can't, you just Vin can't Diesel. keep from bringing Vin Diesel into this. Yeah, I got, I got to. Um, yeah, you're right. And also Olivia Spencer. Uh, Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Spencer. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. And Tim McGraw. Uh, and Tim McGraw. Who, who I, immediately made me think of Taylor Swift. <laughs> this movie was quite interesting because it it's polarizing. Um, interesting is not the word I would use. Well, it, it, uh, it's interesting the effect it has. It, it's polarizing um, not so much as everyone who's watched it, just the two people sitting in this, <laughs> in this room. <laughs> so, well, Mike. Uh, yes. Uh, Shall I give a rundown of the movie and then yes. you, can, you can tell yes. how you felt That's about it? That, yes, that sounds perfect. Okay, the movie starts out with uh, Tim McGraw as the narrator. He's telling the viewer what's going on. Which, sorry to interrupt the explanation with the review, but that, that, that kind of got annoying because I don't like when the exposition is spelled out for you step by step. And we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into that a more late a little more later, but um, anyways, uh, we start looking at uh, Sam Worthington's character, um, whose name was Mac Mac Mackenzie Mac, and he grows up with uh, a father who is a drunk and he and abusive and abusive. Yes, beats his mother, beats Mac, um, but he's also an elder in the church, and. There's one day where uh, there's an altar call, and Matt goes up and he says to the the pastor, "Oh, I'm I, I confess I'm not strong enough to s- stop him." And you know, of course, everybody knows what's what's going on here. So Dad takes uh, Mackenzie out with the belt, and the next day, Mackenzie, you see him filling his dad's liquor bottles with a little bit of strychnine. Uh, cut to the present. Uh, yeah, you can completely forget about that because it's never brought up again. Cut to the present. Uh, and, and this was kind of confusing to me at the beginning because you have uh, Mackenzie and his wife, played by Rada Mitchell, his two kids, and uh, they've gone away, and he's shoveling the driveway, and then he he sees a letter in the mailbox says come to the shack and he doesn't know where it came from and he slips and falls and hits his head on the pavement and knocks himself out and then there's a flashback to when they had three kids and it's summertime they go fishing and uh, the older daughter is standing in the boat with the son and the boat flips over he goes in to save the, the kids and he comes back and the younger daughter is gone um, she was abducted and killed by a psycho that the yeah, feds apparently were looking for and in this you shack. Can, you can the, forget about yeah. that because he's not important either. Yeah. So then uh, he wakes up. He, he does a lot of waking up in this movie. Yeah, he wakes up a lot. He uh, asks his pastor, Tim McGraw, if he could borrow. No, he's his neighbor. Oh, his neighbor? I Tim McGraw's was... not a pastor. Oh, I thought he was a pastor. I, was I don't think see, so. See, there's a lot of confusing things in this. There's no confusing things in this. There, well, it's it's there's some things that aren't told very well, or maybe yes. I just wasn't paying attention. What? The first one. Okay. <laughs> so I thought Tim McGraw was a pastor because. No, I think Tim McGraw was just his neighbor. I have okay, no idea. So maybe what... he was he was the usher at the beginning that that they're walking into the church. I don't know. 
anyways, I I, I missed that. Uh, yeah. All I know is I have no idea what Tim McGraw or Sam Worthington did for a living in this movie. He mentioned work. Didn't see him. Don't know. Didn't get a exposition. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Anyways, so he goes to the shack. He borrows his neighbor's pastor's Tim McGraw's steals. Yeah, truck and gun. And uh, he goes up to the shack. He thinks maybe it's the guy who kidnapped his daughter. Wrote him this yeah. note to bait him out there. So the, he's the shack go. is the shack is where the daughter's uh, bloody dress was found. Yes, they didn't find her body. They just found that. And that's a, an important plot point. Thank you for bringing that up. So then, uh, instead of finding uh, the killer, he runs into Jesus. And Jesus says, follow me. And so suddenly the, the wintry, snowy cold uh, around the shack uh, turns into a sunny summertime sunlit uh, woods and they find another shack where um, there is God the Father, which they refer to as Papa, the way um, the little girl, yeah. Missy, the the one who was abducted and killed, would call God. Um, and and uh, the Holy Spirit. I, uh, she, I forget. Yeah. She had a name. Yeah. It was... S- a, a Sonara? Japanese. Yes. I th- it was uh, uh, Sorayu, because he says, Sarah who? Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, yeah, it, and it means it's, wind, you know, like the Holy Spirit is often described as yeah. a wind. Um, um, Jesus is played by, and is, this is one thing the movie got right, because we always complain that Jesus never looks like he's from the yeah. Middle East. And this guy does. So Yeah, this is like the second or third time that's happened. Yeah, so uh, somebody and in Hollywood 60, is listening to 60, us. 61 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Third movie with an authentic looking Jesus. Yes. And then uh and then Papa looks like Octavia Spencer, yes. who uh in Max Past was um I assume a uh worker at the church or I don't know. The help? I don't know. I didn't get it. So <laughs> the help. Sorry, okay. that was a that was a long <laughs> way to go. I was saving that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Never mind. I get it now. Uh, I didn't watch that movie. I didn't either. Yeah, but uh, no my wife did. She said it was all right. It, it, that was that was a joke grenade. It, it took a while for, for to go off in my brain. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she did. Uh, and this is one of the criticisms that came up at the Oscars this year. Is you know, there's there's so few roles for w- women of color that a lot of them play the mammy, and it seemed like even though she was you know God, it. it she was in the kitchen, like baking and stuff. I didn't. Still. I didn't get that at all. I thought. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was. I thought she was a fine god. Her her performance is not the problem I had with. So, were you yeah. done with your wrap up? Oh, oh, sorry. So, you know, God helps Sam Worthington through his pain. Mac. Mac I'm sorry, the character Mac through his pain. He learns yeah. to forgive his father. He learns to forgive the murderer. The and then he decides, oh, I'm going to go back and uh, yeah, there's these, there's help my family through their pain. Yeah, so. there's a bunch of different trials with each of the three spirits and then the spirit of wisdom. Yeah. Oh, that and was, I think that character's name was Sophia. That's a theology Yeah, she joke. called herself wisdom, but then yeah. wisdom wasn't in the credits. Yeah. 
that, that was that was supposed to be a, a theology joke because w- wisdom is I think the 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 Greek word for wisdom is Sophia. Okay. So there was a lot of theological arguments going on, and uh, it well it oh I forgot the important part. There's uh, on his way to the shack, he almost gets hit by a truck, and then after. God helps him through all these trials and helps him to forgive and to yeah. be a forgiving person. At the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, he decides to go back, and as he's driving back, uh, that truck comes by again and actually hits him. So it turns out uh, occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge or, <laughs> uh, or maybe Jacob's Ladder style yep. that uh, this all happened in a flash as he was yeah. dying. I read so, about Jacob's Ladder just this week. So I get that reference. Yeah. That was, I saw that movie in college and it really. Is it good? I liked it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, uh, it affects you. So, but yeah, it is very much in the style of, uh, you know, Ambrose Bierce's favorite short story there. So. Or I Brazil. Like, yeah. Brazil, Brazil does the same thing. Yeah. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. So, uh, but this movie is not quite as good as those. Um, and we'll, it has a, a a happy ending. He he doesn't die. He comes back. Tim McGraw's there, and his wife's there, and he connects with his kids and his wife. They were all blaming each other for yeah. what, what happened to but, their daughter slash sister. But thanks to the lessons that he learned, the great and teaches. Yes, the great sadness comes to an end. Yes, the end. Roll credits. Yeah, uh, and Tim McGraw's song. Yep. <laughs> he, he does sing the ending song. Yeah. So uh, this movie was two hours long. And 12 minutes. Two hours and 12 minutes long. Yeah. How did you feel about that runtime, Mike? Well, Robert, <clears throat> <laughs> the runtime was fine because I was able to split it up and watch half of it the other night and then half of it at 2.30 this morning when I woke up because of my cold and couldn't sleep anymore. Oh. Uh so I didn't have a problem sitting through, making it through in, in one sitting. However, here's, here's what I kept coming back to. Hey, what's that, Mike? This is episode 61. Yes. We've been doing this for nigh unto eight years now. Uh-huh. Over those years, fami- listeners familiar to this show will know I'm fond of a certain word when a point is driven home so obtusely that it literally hurts my head. Sledgehammery is the word. <laughs> I've used it a lot in 61 episodes. This movie may be the least subtle film we have ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that literally. The least subtle film when the whole movie is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit telling a guy how to cope with his grief, pain, and anger. There's no mystery. There's no ambiguity. It's just, you know, there it is. Here's your here's your sermon. All right, roll Tim McGraw song. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> but I just, I... Yeah, well, I, I I I did like it. I tried. It was not, okay. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I tried not to like it because it was 
the, especially that first hour and all the build up. It was so it was a lot of build up. You could probably cut half an hour from this, get a decent yes. hundred minute cut. That's without what, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, without showing the camping trip where you know the girl gets killed, or there's so much extraneous. The police hunting for the killer who's never seen. Yes, you never see his face. Like they, there's, he has a dream where you see a guy running away. He's got the girl over her shoulder. She's looking back at him. Daddy, help me! You know, which didn't happen in real life, but it, it's plaguing his visions. And even there's even a scene where at the end it was, it's like his last test where um, Octavia Spencer turns into Graham Greene. Uh, he. The the final thing he needs to do is forgive the man who killed his daughter, but where he met his father face to face and came yeah, face to face sees- with other things, he he doesn't see this man. He ha- he there's a ladybug in his hand, and he he tells the ladybug, "I forget," because when the guy had kidnapped his daughter, he left a little pin with a ladybug on it, and that was the clue to lead them to believe that she had been abducted because that wasn't that wasn't hers so it was that part seemed kind of weak to me but yeah uh, a lot of that first hour could have been yeah but i I feel like it was filmed and left in because it was in the book that may be that may be i have not read the book i have it on my bookshelf uh, because everyone said oh this book is great you have to get it so I, i saw it at you know used and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get it. And then I, I just never got around to reading Man, it. we need to. So, <laughs> you and you and I need to start collaborating on Christian fiction. I feel like the bar is pretty low if Left Behind <laughs> and The Shack are the, yeah, the popular examples. There's got to be, uh, Christian science fiction like the one. There I is. Th- it's called The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> That's just fiction. <laughs> That's just fiction. Ugh. But, uh, well, there's one, and you may have read this book, uh, Canticle for Leibowitz. Yes, I did. At your recommendation, I got the audiobook and I listened to it. Yeah. And, wow, that was that was affecting. That was more relevant now than ever, yeah. I thought. Because it's about, in, in a nutshell, it takes place in three different eras. And it's it, at the beginning, it's after the world has been essentially bombed back into the Stone Age. And then in the middle part is kind of like the either the Dark Ages or the Enlightenment, depending on your point of view. Yeah. And then the last part is, you know, space travel again, but the fear of nuclear war again. And guess what happens? Yeah. We do it again. Yep. But the the thing about this book is the one institution that survives through all of it is the church. Yes. And... And that's what's interesting is it, it's told from the point of view of, of different monks, priests yeah. and, and stuff throughout the, the, the three different stories. So that would be – and I've heard rumors every once in a while about maybe Sci-Fi Channel picking it up or, or – Doing like a three-night miniseries? Yeah, something hmm. like that. I've heard – and it was probably about five years ago I heard something like someone got the rights to it, and that's all I heard. So it's probably in development hell somewhere. But that would be that would be a good one. Uh, but well, getting back to the shack, yeah, I felt like the whole beginning exposition, like where they explain how Matt grew up, 
I would have cut that from the movie. Yeah, you can literally take out the scene of him putting the poison in the liquor, and yeah. nothing in the film changes. Yeah, because that's all you see. You don't and, see the guy drinking it and dying. You don't know what happened. And then none of the Holy Trinity call him on it. His, yeah, like, you killed your father. You yeah, say, you know, I was waiting for that to come back. Yeah, up. when he sees his dad's ghost, he doesn't apologize, and his dad doesn't seem to know that Mac murdered him. Yeah, he says, "I'm sorry, and I forgive you, son. I'm proud of you." But it, there's nothing that's where they even. Yeah, it's talk like about that. It's like Lisa's mom's cancer in the room. <laughs> it's never brought up again. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, hi, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be oh, hi, Mark, but never mind. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it's not brought up again, and it, that that's one of the confusing things. Is I thought they were gonna bring that up, it, and the the timeline was confusing. Like I was, I was like, is because it seemed like things were fine. Uh, you know, he seemed like a little depressed or whatever before he slipped and fell after he saw the note. But then when he got up, I'm like, oh, is he like in an alternate reality now where his daughter died or? Nope, it was no, the future. It was the, the it was yeah. the the present day. Yeah, it wasn't. It that could have been. It wasn't edited very well. That could have been the first scene in the movie. Yes, it really could have been, and I think it should have been. Uh, yeah, but they have to and spoon then, feed you plot. Yeah. Which is, you're right, very sledgehammery. Like, oh, look at this. He had to deal with all these things. What's he going to do? Oh, he's going to meet God. B- but it was the second half of the movie yeah, that, that, that I felt was the most effective. Yeah. it That structure works in It's a Wonderful Life because It's a Wonderful Life has a better script and star. Yeah. This movie just needed to get to Octavia Spencer faster. Yeah. Yeah. She's the star of this, not Sam Worthington. That's who we're here to yeah. see. Yes, uh, Sam Worthington. I I thought he did pretty good he's in this one. A d- he's he, he's the go-to generic white guy, and he fills yeah. that role just fine, like he did in Avatar, yeah. like he did in Terminator. What was his? He had like three big movies: Avatar, Terminator, and what else? Uh, The Shack. I can't remember. I'm going to go ahead and look yeah, because uh, Avatar was our first episode, if you remember, way back in the day. I had forgotten but, it was the first. Yeah, that was the first one we did, but I I thought he did pretty well in here. He was he was he wasn't overstated in Oh, his, Clash of the Titans. Oh, yes, we we talked about doing that one, but We did the original. Yes, the original was much yeah. better. Apparently he's in Hacksaw Ridge, which I didn't see. Yes, that was on the trailer. I saw, so but that's at least two of these Christploitation movies. It was in Hexar Ridge is definitely one. Um, we're not doing that. And well, this this is because I could say that with uh, the scientific empiricism that yes, this is definitely <laughs> uh, a the a shack. Christ, uh, yes, yeah. the shack is definitely a Christploitation movie because um, I liked it and you didn't. That's not true. I didn't hate it. Let me make that clear. I thought I was going to hate it, and I didn't. It's okay. I tried not to like it because it was proselytizing to me, but it still got to me. I I was crying when he was hugging his father. I couldn't help it. I was blubbering like a little baby. Okay? 
I admit it. <laughs> it, it, it. This movie got to me, you know? It's like, because when, when we go on retreats, we go out into the woods and, you know, we um, there's someone to, to lead us through prayer and we have Bible studies and everything. We're trying to meet God. Well, this guy has the ultimate retreat. He goes out into the woods and he literally meets God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So that, that that's like the ultimate. He only had to get hit by a truck to do it and uh, most people like me would agree that's a small price to pay <laughs> for having mm. god walk you through all your problems and help you solve them all yeah so if only it were that easy for all yeah. of us <laughs> he looked he looked really good for having been in a major auto accident to yeah, be knocked I'm, out I'm, for three days i mean they didn't even not a single bandage they didn't even give him the trope of, you know, putting their arm in a sling. You ever notice that? Like, anytime someone gets shot, that that yeah. automatically they put their arm in a sling. Like in, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Eagle Eye. You ever see that terrible movie no, with I... uh, Shia LaBeouf? Is it... that the one where he's on house arrest? Uh, I No. <laughs> no, he is. I saw that one, whatever he's, that was he's called. He's battling the security AI that's. You know, it, it's kind of an Ultron thing. I must have missed that one. It, it's it, it it the Eagle Eye program is gonna kill the president, and he he saves the president by jumping in front of the bullet. And I'm like, yes, they killed Shia LaBeouf, and they made it like this. This is noble sacrifice. And then they gave it the Hollywood ending where he comes back, he's standing with his arm in a sling. Like <laughs> I mean, he got shot in the center of his chest, but they put but his then, arm in a sling. But and then it's he went to Autobot Heaven and came back. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but they did the See, same cause thing. See, because that happened in another movie that Shia LaBeouf is in. Yes. Yeah. I tried to forget about that one. We but. all did. <laughs> but uh, they did that the same thing in Ant Man, where they sh- they shot. Um, um, Ant Man. No, not the not him. The the first Ant Hank Pym. Yeah. The the first Ant Man. What? Michael what Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, they put him in a sling. And the thing is that 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 movie called out the tropes, where like. You know, what are we doing? Oh, we're in disguise. What, because we have baseball caps and sunglasses on? We're not in disguise. We're us going to a baseball game, <laughs> which is funny because every time in, in just about every Marvel movie, that's how they hide themselves, baseball caps yeah. and sunglasses. So so what? But, th- but this movie, uh, it did pour on the tropes. It, it, yes. The, a lot of straw man arguments like, you know, if you're so good, God, why do you let bad things happen? And um, the so, the answer is, I don't, you ninny. Yeah. You other stupid people do. Yeah. Which, you know, is not an acceptable answer to most people asking those questions. But for those of us who are Christians, we, we accept that argument. And so that's why it's proselytizing to us yes, and not to I, you, Mike. So I found <laughs> it pretty proselytizing. <laughs> But you know, it, Th- it, and maybe that's it, the thing. It's comforting to us. I you just, know? I, you found it comforting. I found it. Yeah, we've been here before. This, yeah. But it's not. It's not a movie that you you put on like no, uh, like I the don't... Princess Bride. It, you know, you watch that a lot, or Star Wars, or yeah, or yeah. This like is that. this is not a. Despite how it ended, I don't. I don't need to see this guy lose his daughter over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that's that's a bit tough. If, and you know, it's it's okay. It's, yeah, it's it's okay. It's better than I thought it was going to be, but it, it's yeah. Uh, I found the acting pretty good. Like the I, acting I was found, fine. I found Sam Worthington more. He's fine. More he's adequate. Than, yeah, 
Octavius Spencer is good. Graham Green is always good to see him. Yeah, well, he was only in for like a five, minute, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was. It's fine. Yeah. So I liked it. That's my final judgment. If 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 you are a Christian, go get this movie. Yeah. You'll like it. It's better than God's Not Dead. Oh yes, yes. That so, I can uh, say that. You know what? I I know I know the tone that I just used to say that. Yeah. I honestly mean that. This is a better movie than God's Not Dead. Well, in, in terms of Christian movies, I think our our favorite one, the best one we did, would be Risen. Would you Risen, agree with that? Risen was good. Yeah. Risen was good. Okay, so let's put that at the top. And what should be at the bottom? God's Not Dead? God's Not Dead 2. God's Not Dead 2. Okay. God's Not Dead 2 is at the bottom. Uh, would you put this movie halfway between those? Maybe three-quarters of the way up? Um, of the way up? Let's say two-thirds. Two-thirds? I'm not going to give it three-quarters. I, I would give it three-quarters of the way and I'll I'll for 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 all the fault that I found with it, it as far as it being sledgehammery and the dad's murder being glossed over. Yeah. At least this movie didn't insult me. You yeah. know? It tried yeah. it tried to comfort me and answer questions I may have. Yeah. It you know, it tried. Yeah. Instead of rubbing my nose in it. Yeah. Um what did you think about the the scene with uh, Sam, or I'm sorry, Mac- Mackenzie and Jesus walking on water? Yeah, Is that, that, that was a little, a little hammy, over the top. My, I liked the scene with Sophia with wisdom. Yeah, in the judgment cave. Yeah, that I like that was the best part for me. I liked that scene. Yeah, because that that was where he was really coming face to face. Yeah, with, with everything. And I, I agree with you. That was the best scene of the movie. Um, I, yeah, the, the, what would make this movie better, like we said, cut a half hour out of it, um, make it... Uh, Get Topher Grace to do a, a fan edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're referring to that uh, Star Wars trailer that, that came out? I haven't seen it, but I know he's done, like, he made, like, one movie out of the prequels. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Th- this was a while ago. Okay, there was a, he did a, a super cut of, like, all the Star Wars movies. Oh, like, cool. Like, the ultimate trailer, like, it's called Star Wars Always. It's, like, five or six minutes, and it's it's well done. It's well done. Uh, the way he juxtaposes certain images it was really cool. So, but yeah, he we'll get to we'll, we'll <laughs> Topher Grace. Who would have thought that uh, Eric Foreman would be the fixer of <laughs> all these bad movies? So, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll stick him on the shack. We'll make a good movie. Yeah, 2012. So, uh, we were among the group who saw actor Topher Grace's re-edited version of the Star Wars prequels into one condensed film. Is it is it on the dark web somewhere? I don't know. I never <laughs> looked for it. All right. Uh, shall we move on to TV Corner? Have we yeah, extended my, wh- enough of my sore throat on this movie? Yeah. What's your final judgment? Meh. My final judgment, if if you're a Christian, go see it. You'll like it. Yeah. It's it's a Christ-plotation movie. You it's can do worse. Yes. 
There are a lot of worse movies out there. <laughs> you know the bar is pretty low after this many episodes when we're <laughs> surprised we don't hate a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened so many times. Uh. This is two in a row now. I wasn't sure I was going to like First Reformed, and I thought that was good. I'm not going to yeah. say I liked it, yeah, but it, I thought it was good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go it's... over to TV Corner. back and it's time to talk about the bbc via netflix series father brown uh starring mark williams as the titular catholic priest with a penchant for sticking his nose into police business and inevitably solving the murder and it's always a murder not not always oh okay there, there are a few times where okay the one had to solve, you're right the one i saw like a mystery like a theft i did see one that technically wasn't a murder yeah. But they thought it was. Oh, yeah. I saw the season six premiere, which was a Christmas episode, and it turns out the he, he wasn't a medical doctor. He was more like a psychiatrist, but he was passing out, air quotes, uh, nerve powder. Uh, one lady was supposed to get heroin. One lady was supposed to get cocaine, and he switched them up. <laughs> so the lady who got the heroin by accident snorted it and OD'd, and John Travolta wasn't there to stick a needle into her, of adrenaline <laughs> into her heart. That's this is di- this is the reference. Yeah, welcome to the reference episode of Checking the Gate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she died, and the doctor buried her body, and they thought the local um developmentally challenged gentleman uh, who had delivered the wrong medicine had murdered her. It turned out she hadn't murdered, but her death had been covered up. Oh, so, yeah. N- technically no murder in the episode. You're right. Yeah. Um, there was one where... Um, what was it? Some chalice uh, got stolen, and he had to figure out who stole it. Um, yeah. there, I think there was a couple things like okay. that where he dealt with a, a particular thief okay. and uh, trying to outsmart him. Okay. I and, only, and, I... and then there was one episode of the last season uh, where there was a woman he helped convict with, you know, with the evidence that he found. They convicted her of murder, and she was uh, going to be executed, and... She ha- got a stay of execution was released because uh, someone else had come forth to confess the, to the murder of her husband. And it turned out it was all a plot that she contrived. So he, he got to the truth of it. And it turns out that, uh, you know, she ended up dying in an, another way at the end of the episode anyway. So it was uh, it was interesting. I'll get into a, a little bit later about why. So what did you think, Mike, about Father Brown. Well, I watched three total because it was a busier week at work than I thought it was going to be. It's a long series. There's, it, and there's a lot. Yeah. There's like 70 episodes. Yeah. Unlike every other BBC show, <laughs> uh, 
unlike certain other BBC shows of which Mark Williams has guest starred on, whose name I'm not mentioning, whose name I'm not (laughs) mentioning, this show puts out a consistent number of episodes every year. (laughs) Well, what I liked about the show is his faith continually plays into what's going on. It's not just like... Some of these shows... Yeah, unlike Mac, he's entirely defined by his job as a priest. <laughs> yeah. And has no other distinguishing characteristics. He a... really think so? Yes. He's yeah. a crime-solving priest, and that's it. Yeah. Well, he... The 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 point of the show is not to see him develop. It's to see, like, how is he gonna... How is he gonna figure this one out? So, there are other characters that develop in the show. Um, like, his... his uh, uh, helpers and, and the show's like, not called Father Brown's Helpers. Yeah, but but his his uh, his faith is the, the defining thing, and it, it's it is unshakable and unchangeable, and that's that's what I like about it because he never wants to see people uh, like uh, like punished per se. Um, he he's he's after the truth. He's not trying to catch catch the killer because he's got some you know driving bitter motivation like you know someone killed his parents so he's got to like fight all the crime in the city um he is (laughs) (laughs) i get that reference (laughs) i was hoping you would um you better (laughs) but he uh he he does it because he wants to find the truth and as a follower of jesus who in and the shack literally calls himself the truth. Um, you know, that that is consistent with uh, a character, you know. So uh, I I like the fact in like the episode that I talked about where he the the woman got out of jail and was trying to bait him into um, you know doing all these things because she was trying to get a revenge on him for you know catching her and put her in jail, and um, you know he figured out what was going on and. Um, kept her from hurting one of his friends and, you know, saved the day once again. But everyone kept saying, well, you want to get her because you want to see her hang. You want to see her, you want to see her dead. He's like, no, I don't want that. I want to see her repent of her sin and uh, go back and make her life a better thing. So he he wasn't ever, like, on a, a vengeful path or... Uh, you know, trying to do what is right for just for the sake of it being right. He was all he's all caring about this person, even though she was like out to get him. He was like, I want you to, you know, she ended up getting shot at the end accidentally. And he was like, no, no, I, I, I didn't want this for you. She's like, face it. You did. He's like, no, I really didn't. So that, that's what I liked about father Brown. I, was able to figure out the murderer in the first two episodes that I watched very simply. Yes. It was uh, a little telegraphed. Yes. I thought maybe that colored my opinion of it a bit. Yeah, this this took place in the 50s, and yeah. I think that's when the books were written. Cause there, I think there was so. A, there's also another Father Brown show based on the same stories that was made like 20 or 30 years ago. Hmm. So there's another Father Brown. <laughs> Apparently, this is very popular in in England. So okay. Um, so yeah, I didn't watch any of those. 
And I don't think my wife has either because she's like, I'm watching the new one. Why should I go and watch the old one too? So and I'm I'm very glad because I don't think I could, you know, sit through. <laughs> you know what was okay. good back in the day? The Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes shows. Those, I've, those I've were really good. Those. They're hard to find now. They're they're in standard definition. Oh, I yeah. don't know that they're even on DVD. I'm quite sure they're not streaming anywhere. Yeah. But they were good. Huh. I'll have to get me some more information on that. I'll see if I okay. can hunt them down. Okay. Um, because w- if if we're going to talk about other, like, shows uh, of this ilk, mm-hmm. um, like, like Cad Files one, Father Dowling is an American show. The other ones are British. Yeah. So you watched some of those back in the day, huh? Yeah, that was back in, like, 89 and 90. Yeah. Uh, and all I remember was he was a priest who, like like Angela Fletcher, just somehow seemed to be around when crimes were happening yeah. and would uh, figure out how to stop it with the help of his spunky nun. Yeah, and I, I don't Sister think... Sister Steve. Yeah, I don't think that... You know, you know, the faith had much to play. I think it was more of a gimmick. Kind of. Like, you know, because that's the way American TV shows work. You need a gimmick. Wait, what? American TV shows have gimmicks? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you being sledgehammery? <laughs> no. <laughs> but there, there's a Canadian show that uh, we've been watching that I enjoy from time to time. It's called the Murdoch Mysteries, where he, uh, Murdoch, is a detective, but he's very Catholic, and it doesn't always play into the show of what's going on. Um, but he's he's like the Canadian Sherlock Holmes. In fact, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle comes over to visit, and they solve <laughs> a mystery together. You know, and he, he's kind of. Uh, they you know they they both use the same sort of forensic techniques to you know s- solve the crimes and stuff. There are times where the Catholicism does come into play. Like they make a a fact that that's what's keeping him from being promoted. They they talk about like because th- there's this discrimination against Catholics that you know he's because he's a Catholic he's not going to go any farther in the force, which which is like. Wow, okay. I didn't realize that was a thing. But uh, this takes place or like turn of the century, mm. like 1900. They're, they're, they got some like cute steampunk sort of things that, <laughs> that happen. You know, like they, I think there's one episode where they, they invent a rocket, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a steam powered rocket or something with flying apparatus and stuff. And he, he like invented the, uh, a UV light, a UV flashlight, <laughs> so he can see. <laughs> blood stains and stuff and it uh yeah every time he sees a a dead body he makes a sign of a cross that's usually like the only time they touch on his catholicism but at other times it 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 comes to the fore um so so it's that's why it's not on our list he's not technically a clergy and it's not technically yeah yeah but it's it's interesting it is sometimes portrayed and it's an interesting character choice but um, but that too is also based on a series of books, so at least the character is. I don't think every episode is is based on it because it's been on for quite, a, I think, over ten years now. 
All right. So. I, I feel like we've kind of gotten away from Father Brown. Are we about ready to wrap this up? Yes. So what did you think of Father Brown? Do you feel the desire to watch anymore? I don't think so. It was okay. Yeah. I, I watched I watched quite a few. I watched um, uh, like one or two here to prepare for the episode. And it it is uh, quite easy to solve the, the show just because yeah. we watch TV. And, you know, like, yeah. oh, it, it's usually like the second person that they meet in an interview is like, oh, he done it. Yeah, you know? in the, <laughs> I think it was the second episode, uh, a, a lady dies and it, her brother shows up and the the his niece doesn't recognize him. It's like, oh, he did it. He's not the real brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, currently my wife is watching a show called Shakespeare and Hathaway about two private detectives and it's sort of a, a comedy mystery show. And um, it takes place in Stratford on the Avon. So is it present day? It's present day. Okay. So it it's fun to watch, simply for the setting alone. I mean, they just uh, okay, and they shoot it quite nicely. And they, there's comedy going back and forth. Like their helper is a uh, a, a, a theater major, so <laughs> that adds some uh, comedy there. So it, uh, but that's neither here or there, I guess. So. But if if you like the murder shows and you like them with uh, clergy, Brit Box is the place to go because oh. you can find those three and a couple more. There's there's other shows about uh, uh, clergy. Um, there's that one with Sean Bean, um, Broken. Broken. Yeah, and that, that there's no there's no th- crime solving in that. No, it's just misery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but Robert told me all about yeah, it. Yeah, it it's, it it lives up to its name. He's okay. he's, he's a broken person, yeah. and he deals with broken people. And I I really couldn't make it through all of it, so um, well, I, I'm not gonna recommend that for review okay. to the show. It's it's a tough watch. Well, I I'd it, like to I'd like to end the episode with a quote, if I may. Yes. In the immortal words of former Indians manager Lou Brown, in Major League Two. I love this British stuff, and I may move to England. (laughs) Okay, then. So, your final judgment on Father Brown? It's all right. It's all right. Watch it. Watch it after you watch The Shack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, The Chicken and Gate podcast recommends. I mean, if you want. (laughs) Um, I might need some more cough drops and then he'll I feel better about life. <laughs> so for next time, what are we doing, Mike? All right. Well, despite being on record in a previous episode as saying, I believe, quote, we sure as hell wouldn't be doing God's Not Dead 3. They actually have since come out with God's Not Dead 3, and we feel uh, compelled by the power of Christ <laughs> to watch it and give it the same treatment we gave the other two. It just, I feel like we have to. I didn't yeah. know there was going to be a third one when I said that, but it's been long enough, and it's not new anymore either. It's, it came out it's a, on year, Netflix, a year or two ago yeah. now, so we're going to break down and do that and get it over with. And get that's all I have to say, get it over with. So, yeah, we'll do God's Not Dead 3. And in TV Corner, a new show that just premiered on HBO. We're uh, 
Uh, little peek behind the curtains, we were recording this part a little later than the rest of the episode. Uh, so as of right now, it's fairly new. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones on HBO, starring John Goodman and Danny McBride. That looks really funny. Yeah, it does. So. Uh, they play uh, a part of a family who run a mega church. So we'll be looking forward to watching that. So until next time, this is Robert saying keep the faith. And Mike saying peace out.